Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. So I'm trying something a little bit different um, today. I'm actually recording on my iPhone instead of recording on my computer, um, just for a bit more, bit more like freedom. So when I record on my computer, I'm usually sitting um, at my desk or sometimes standing at my desk um, when I record. Um, but if I'm recording on the iPhone, then I can choose to record wherever I want. I don't have to um don't have to be stuck in front of my of my laptop or sitting at a desk or something like that. So I'm just sitting on the floor at the moment recording this and uh yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um I'll check the sound quality later. I'll make sure it's okay. If it's not, um I'm going to have to record <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to record the episode all over again. Um but yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it'll be fine, so don't worry. Um, right, today I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, sort of a, a bit about what, how, how should I phrase it? So like sh living, living, living with other people, that's what I'll call it. So I'll talk a bit about the time when I was, um, sharing, uh, an apartment, uh, in Manchester. Um, just because I thought it was a bit. It was sort of interesting to share that experience um, with you. It wasn't it wasn't a typical experience, uh, I don't think, because uh, when I was sharing this place in Manchester, um, I was sharing with two other people, uh, both of whom were Japanese, um, and you know part of the reason I wanted to stay in a, an apartment with uh, two Japanese people was. Obviously, I was learning Japanese, still learning Japanese, and uh, I thought it'd be great—a great opportunity, uh, staying, you know, staying, living in, in the same place with some Japanese people. Um, 
so where to begin? Where to begin? Um, I suppose let's let's just talk about like what my sort of like daily routine was like when I was up in Manchester. Um, so back then I was still doing uh, freelance work, um, freelance like programming. So I would um, wake up in the morning at six. It's just I don't know that. In fact, um, it was Manchester when when I first started getting into that routine of six every morning, six a.m. I experimented with waking up at five a.m. as well, um, but found that to be a little too early for me. Um, but um, before then, I think I think it was a period when I was living in Manchester and I was waking up at maybe eight or something. And uh, I remember reading some article on the internet about um, if you wake up early in the morning, then you've got more time to do things like studying, for example. And I thought, great, I'm going to do that. Um, so, yeah, I would wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and um, I was the first one up. So the other two people, I was living with two uh, females um, who both of whom were, no, sorry, one was the same age as me. Uh, one was a, about five years younger than me. And um, one was one worked as a uh, software developer, um, and the other was a language student, um, because we lived pretty close to a language school. Um, by car, it was about it's about ten minutes by car, I think, maybe a bit less than ten minutes, but yeah, very close. Um, which was great because it meant um, I could meet uh, lots of people. Um, well, lots of Japanese people who'd come to England to study English. Um, anyway, so um, I'd usually get up first at six o'clock and I'd go into the kitchen and put the kettle on to make my morning cup of tea. Um, then I'd start studying um, and I'd usually leave my door open. So we each had our own room, obviously. And um, in the middle... There was like a, a corridor connecting these rooms, and uh, one of the rooms went to the one. Sorry, one of the doors went to the kitchen. Um, but I I would often leave the door open to my room if I was like sort of like available. So if I was really busy, I'd close the door, and that would sort of be like a message um, saying like, okay, you know, I'm 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 too busy to talk to anyone or anything like that but if my door was open then it's like okay you can talk you know I'm free to talk whenever um so I'd usually leave the door open in the morning oh sorry hang on wait I'm forgetting <laughs> okay so I'd get dressed first <laughs> and obviously I'd have the door closed <laughs> whilst I'm getting dressed <laughs> that would have been pretty weird um so yeah I got dressed uh started studying doors open um and uh then like later on, maybe around eight-ish, is it eight-ish? Yeah, I think eight-ish, you'd see like, you know, you start to hear other people waking up and um, like I'd see one of my friends uh, come down and just say, morning, um, and then the other person come down, uh, morning. But to be honest, we didn't speak a lot, you know, other than saying like, good morning, that kind of thing, or in the afternoon say, hi you know, good evening, or whatever. Good evening's a bit formal, sorry. You'd probably just, in the morning, you just say morning. Uh, in the evening, you just say, like, hi, or sometimes, like, 
sometimes like how was school, how was work. But yeah, the weird thing is, despite living um, with two people from Japan, we didn't talk that much. Um, yeah, I, I think I would have liked to have talked to both of these people more. Um, but it's uh, it's it's it can be difficult sometimes. You don't know, like you don't you don't want to disturb someone. You don't want to be a bother. You don't want to be a nuisance. So you're sort of like um, you, you try not to try not to disturb them too much. I guess is that that's what I did, and I think everyone sort of did the same thing. So we were all trying not to disturb each other too much. Um, so yeah, we didn't we didn't really have too much um, too much uh, time to speak to each other, um, apart from when we used to go out. Uh, with each other so some days we might go out to a park or something the three of us um, just you know go for a walk around the park um, however I think we always spoke in English maybe a tiny bit of Japanese every now and again and part of that was my fault um, my Japanese ability at that time was much worse than it is now um, so talking was like very it, it was pretty much impossible for me. I hadn't done much listening practice then. Um, I think I, I, was, I remember doing a lot of reading back then. Um, so my listening ability was pretty low and my talking ability, you know, speaking ability was pretty low as well. Uh, so yeah, mostly mostly in English. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, we had some fun times together anyway. So that was that. Um, I did sometimes talk to uh, one of the friends, like, fairly, mm, I'm not going to say often, but, like, sort of every now and again, um, I would talk just, you know, just sort of general chit-chat. There's a good, there's a good phrase, chit-chat, chit-chat. It's just, <laughs> just a way of saying talking, um, but it's sort of like a, I guess it's like a, friendly way of saying it very informal way of saying it um yeah but and as as for the other person i was living with the only time we really spoke whilst we were living in the same uh, apartment was when uh, she wanted help with her english homework and um then she would come into my room and um i'd help um help like correct some sentences she'd written or try and explain something or something like that so yeah um i had a good time um i had a good time uh, living there and it was a good experience but like from a language learning point of view um it wasn't that helpful helpful for me because i just wasn't ready yet i needed more input before i could you know have any output and um, I didn't have much output. Output? I didn't have much input. <laughs> um, but we did We did do some fun things together. Like, um, I remember, like, I can't remember what, what food we had now, but, like, um, in, in my room, I had, like, this low sort of coffee table. So it looked sort of like, um, like, a, like a low table, like a Japanese-style table that you would sit around. So if ever, like, friends came round, we usually used my room. 
Um, so sometimes like um, um, the the girl who was a language student would invite some of her friends from the language school round and uh, everyone would come into my room and um, we'd eat some food, some Japanese food. Um, and that was really nice. It was really nice. And, and at that time, everyone was speaking in Japanese, apart from me. I was just like, I was just silent, um, just listening, trying to focus really hard on the conversation, trying to understand bits and pieces of it. Um, but to be perfectly honest, I could hardly understand anything. Maybe I could just pick out a word or two every now and again. But this was like, this was native speed, very fast um, Japanese, um, completely different to uh, the, the kind of Japanese you might hear in a podcast that's like aimed at learners. So it was very hard for me to get any sort of like value from it. I didn't understand enough of what was being said and didn't understand enough of the conversation to like learn from it. Um, but I didn't know. I didn't know at that time. Um, back then I didn't, I wasn't what, um, I wasn't so good at studying Japanese, I don't think. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that there were podcasts out there that would be really useful to me, uh, for me, for my learning. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it about like, um, the kind of interactions, you know, like meetings we had together. Um, it wasn't, it was most, most of the time I was just on my own, um, on my own in my room studying or on my own in my room, um, doing some programming, you know, for my job, um, so it was quite a, I would say I felt quite lonely whilst I was living there, even though I was living with two other people. And, you know, these two people, I, I would say that they were friends. They were my friends. Um, but yeah, it was sort of a lonely existence. Um, but it was good. It was a good opportunity to figure out things about yourself. Like, you know, are you good at... Um, when is the best time for you to study? Do you study well in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evenings? Uh, you could experiment with all different types of things, different types of things, because there was so much freedom. You know, you didn't have to, you didn't have to speak to anyone ever. In fact, some some days I didn't say anything. I didn't, I, other than hello, that was it. I I could spend the entire day um, just in silence or just listening to Japanese in the background or something. Um, and just have almost no conversation in English at all. It was really weird. Um, I do remember I was practicing listening to Japanese at that point in time, um, but I was listening to things that were too hard for me, like TV programs and things. I should have been listening to podcasts. I didn't just didn't know about them. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to leave it um, there for today. I think I've said quite a few things um about that experience in manchester to be honest there's there's a load more things that i could talk about so i might follow this up with a second uh episode um just to cover the the extra things um that i didn't talk about today but i hope that you've enjoyed it and i hope um it's been interesting for you okay so 
Until next time, bye bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.